It's time for you to define your brand. This podcast is designed to arm you with the tools and confidence needed to build a standout brand in today's marketplace. I'm your host, Matt Crane, and I'm honored to be joined by my co-host and CEO of Rush Impact Marketing and Rush Impact Media, Jeremy Warner. Matt, it's awesome to be here, and I'm excited to share and engage with our audience, listeners, and special guests that will be joining the show. Most importantly, I'm excited to help all of you take charge of your brand. Matt, you know what we say around here, your brand, your responsibility. This week on Define Your Brand, founder of Star Power, CEO of Two Market Media, and TV producer extraordinaire Hank Norman joins host Matt Crane and Jeremy Warner to discuss why your brand needs to press record and be seen more through the power of video. We teach you how to become famous and how to monetize it. Fame is your obligation. Confidence is something you build. Feelings come from action. I know I'm gonna get inside your head and make you hear and think something that you never thought before. Hank has spent years helping brands, influencers, and networks explode through the power of video, television shows, and now through digital platforms. Hey, if you wanna get in the media, work with him. Always one to press the envelope, Hank is not only the go-to in this space, but a true giant in the world of video marketing and network presence. Let's all welcome the man himself, Hank Norman, to the Define Your Brand podcast show. What up, Doe? What up, Doe? You know, I got to tell you, Jeremy, today's episode is one that I know I've been looking forward to for quite some time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been, re- I've been waiting for this one. You know, Hank, we're, we're very lucky to have you on our show this week. And, and I've got to tell you, you left a, a, a huge impression on me since I saw you live at the 10X Growth Conference. And, you know, the purpose of having you on the show this week is to help our listeners and, uh, and obviously our viewers get out of their comfort zone and help get famous through the power of video. That's what we do, right? You get, here's what's interesting. Thanks, guys, for having me on the show. Um, I really appreciate that, Matt. That's really nice of you because Grant just provided me a platform of this thing I've been doing for my whole life, really. I mean, there hasn't been a time I haven't been in entertainment or trying to get in entertainment or deciphering what it takes to be in entertainment. So Grant just gave me the platform to do it, speak publicly about it. But And I've been grinding it out in this way, one-on-one with uh, experts and talent in television for, I mean, forever since I graduated high school but uh, or college, but what's different now at Two Market Media, what you guys are doing is really super important for people and brands. What I did is what I noticed eight years ago was that there was this hole in the, in the market that everybody was just starting to really jump online and make shit happen online, and not many people were doing what you do at all or well, and... And on, from my perspective of being a development executive and at ABC Disney and working for, for pretty big shows, which was awesome, even those people that were coming to me and wanted shows or were starring in shows, 
no one was helping them figure out how to do that. That's not an agent's job. That's not a really a manager's job. That's not PR's job. So I started this company just to really help people figure out how do you get attention and how do you make money from that attention. And then in working with Grant, what I realized, this wasn't just for people that aspire to be on television. The landscape has so changed with digital and the internet that everyone has to be doing this because I don't care if you just want another job. When you walk out of that HR meeting, they're going to Google you. And what comes up and what you stand for and who you are online, that is who you are. So you have to be doing what we're talking about. You have to care about what you stand for online. You have to be creating content. You basically 100% have to be famous. It's a fact. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Hank, I also want to thank you and, and let you know that you've made a huge, huge impact in, within myself since the growth con, especially as a CEO of two businesses and how important video is for us to become famous, but also to learn and leverage the video aspect of it so we can monetize you know, the content and be able to push and, and flow people back to us. So I, I just kind of want to start off and go back over kind of like your work history, how you started. Sure. Um, you know, where you're at right now, things like that. So you started out at King's World. You were a researcher there for a couple years. Moved on. Yeah, even, even before that, I started. So my first job in TV was at Black Entertainment Television. My first okay. job out of the gate. I actually work. You guys are probably too young even to know but there used to be a show back in the 80, late 80s called Teen Summit. It was a live show out of the production facility. And uh, I weaseled. Like, the funny thing is every job, every opportunity – I weaseled my way in. And I think the, one of the biggest things I help teach talent is it's the same way online. You Putting yourself out there, no matter how, back in the day when there was no internet, you had to weasel differently. Now the weasel is the hustle of the daily grind, which is because someone's just going to go to that Google and figure out who you are and what your grind is already. So you can't be faking it. So I weaseled my way into BET. I weaseled my way into King World and was a researcher and got bored there, heard about a pilot coming up, that show was The View, and then uh, from seeing the inception of The View on a talk show and with all, and with all the talent, Barbara, Joy, Star, Meredith, uh, seeing how a show really came together in such big fashion, that's when it all really clicked for me, because now I realize... It, it live TV and all the, all the components that come out of uh, making TV and making TV entertaining and doing it live. Like I got I can give a whole fucking speech on this fucking live stream. Everybody's streaming now. <laughs> fucking get off live streams, yo. Fucking just start making fucking videos. Grind out your message. Live is its own thing. I either got to do a class or a fucking, I don't know. I, I got to get motherfuckers off streaming, dude. It's fucking, it's a, it's a, it's an animal dude. So, um, and then after the view, I was lucky enough to then, um, uh, helped launch an entire network. The first network I launched was the Oxygen Network. And that's when I really then learned everything about the ins and outs, not just of the inner workings of entertainment and Oxygen at the time, uh, not many people know, was actually an online entity that morphed into a television entity. So that's when everything came together for me. If you ever seen my horrible reel that I posted, um, I was the cross-media producer. I was the one bringing what was online on air, and I was this responsible for reporting from the Internet. So in 99, 2000, 2001, when no one was ready to do that, I was pretending that we were. And that's when everything blew up for me. And ever since then, I've been studying the space of how you make it happen online and off and, and what fame really means and, and, and how to attain it and how to monetize it. So, Well, 
Man, I, I love you drop some nuggets there and, and actually give us a little history before how everything started. But, you know, just going through everything, you know, you brought up Oxygen, there was USA Network, Walt Disney World, and then now Two Market Media. You know, the question I have for you is what led you to wanting to be on the TV aspect of it, the whole media industry? What made me want to get into the TV? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you guys, were, you saw my speech, right? Yeah. So that's the truth, man. Was My dad wanted me to go into business. He wanted me to fucking get a real job. He wanted me to get a major in business in college. I'm like, I'm not about that shit. What the fuck is a business? What am I going to do with a business degree? I want to do, so, do something creative and fun. And because my dad was such a hard-ass dude, I fucking... I was a cut up at school, man. I, I got so much attention from by being a fucking class clown that I became a performer with my friends that I just started to develop this dream that I wanted to perform. But what I really didn't only fucking think about when Grant, made, you know, Grant said, hey, speak. I'm like, okay, the Saturday before the weekend of that fucking thing, I go, I guess I got to fucking figure out what I'm going to talk about. And when I really sat down to think about it, a year ago, there's some videos I just posted uh, in the past couple of weeks uh, on my Facebook page uh, that I had recorded a year and a year, maybe a year and a half ago, talking about how and why I got in this business. And I said in that moment, because I was sitting in a room with my friends and coworkers and we were bullshitting, and I go, oh, I, I really just gravitated towards the Dick Van Dyke show. And I just was like, hey, wouldn't that be a cool job to be sitting in a fucking room like the three of us right now? And like the three of us were in that moment filming me on camera. And I was like, I get paid to fucking bullshit and come up with ideas and write shit and blah, blah. I'm like, that's what I wanted to do. And when I started preparing for the speech, what I noticed was that that story was 100% true, but I was lying. I wasn't telling the 100% truth, which was the reason the Dick Van Dyke show resonated for, for me. The reason I wanted to get into TV, the reason I wanted to be a producer is because I was too scared to actually be a performer. I was too scared to tell anyone, or tell my dad or tell anyone, or risk the possible failure of saying, I want to be a stand-up comic. I want to be an actor. I want to be on stage. Because that's where I got my attention early on. And I was like, there's such immediate payoff of attention and people knowing me and that fucking feedback loop was awesome. I was like, that's what I wanted to do more than anything yo but i was too fucking scared for my whole fucking life from fucking 12th grade the last time i've spoken in front of a crowd to four weeks ago grant made me sit with my shit tell my story of origin really come correct with how fucked up my dad got me about not wanting to risk being embarrassed or getting it wrong or saying the wrong thing that's why when i went out on stage and i've talked about it a few times in little places but i'll tell you guys is Jared actually did me the largest solid overall, and I credit him with a lot of what you guys saw, what became my performance that I've gotten a lot of positive feedback about, because here's the funny thing. I didn't expect it. I, I walked out on that stage, literally that blue card, those were my notes. I had seven things I wanted to say of shit that I, information I just wanted to pass to you guys of shit I've learned because I've just done this my whole life. But when Jared pulled me aside right before I walked out because Elena went a little long or whatever. You know, he's managing the time of the whole fucking event. He's got that. And I'm a fucking producer. I came to him like, yo, I can get this done in fucking 20 minutes. I can fucking lock this shit down. No problem. No problem. He's like, dude, he pulled me the fuck aside and he walked up on me. Dude, I know Jerry, but he ain't never fucking lowered his energy like that, yo. And he goes, look, man, I got 45 minutes later in the show. I can fucking take any time out of that. Anything, it don't matter. You walk out on that stage 
you do you and you don't worry about nothing. That's awesome. Dude, I walked down that fucking stage. I had practiced three times what I was going to fucking say before that time. Grant yanked me off the stage, dude. I was not halfway through what the fuck I had to say. I walked out there and was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking talk like I really fucking talk when I need to say what the fuck I need to say. And I don't give a fuck. That's why I was like, hoping Grant wasn't there when I walked out. Because I was like, y'all fucked up because y'all are the wrong motherfucker up to this fucking joint. Because how I need to tell you is how I need to tell you. Sorry. I was like, this motherfucker texting me talking about you can't curse at my show. Bitch, what are you talking about, motherfucker? This is how we talk. <laughs> and, I, and, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just reach the point of I'm going to do what I got to do to say what I got to say because this is how I talk. When I'm hanging the fuck out, this is how I talk. And I had, I had a friend of mine call me, really good friend of mine. His name is Mark Jeffries, really highly paid speaker. Just interviewed Will Smith in like front of fucking like seven or 10,000 people. And he called me. He's like, the Hank Norman I saw on that stage, that was awesome. He says, that's not who I know you as. And I'm like, that's because you don't know me, bitch. Because we don't hang out like that. Because you're watching my videos and you're seeing me do what I tell people to do, which is get conscious and clear and granular about what I have to say. Oh, yeah, I can slow the fuck down. I can coach myself on fucking stage where I got to tell you what I got to tell you. Fuck that. I ain't fucking, I ain't trying to put on a fucking video on stage. I'm not trying to do 30 minutes. I'm not trying to do it in a minute 30. I'm trying to fucking testify. Sorry. That's a different, now you're talking a whole different medium. I wouldn't tell anyone to get up there and be clear and concise. I'd tell anyone to do what the fuck I did. Whether you like it or didn't like it, that was who the fuck I am up on that stage. I'm not that way all the time. I'm not that way at every second because I, I know how to calm myself. I know how to speak properly. I know how to blend in. I don't prefer to. And it was just a really great thing to see that for the first time I was realizing and sharing with the crowd this shit that I'm telling you right now, which is, my dad fucked me up, dude. And I was like, fuck that shit. I'm going to say the shit I way I got to say it. I'm going to tell you the shit I know and I'm going to come correct. I'm going to tell you all the shit I never told nobody. Then I'm a failed fucking comedian. And fuck that. I'm going to fucking do all my shit my own way right now, right here. And I'm going to fucking, that's how I'm going to do it. And that's how, that's how everything came about. That I just had to get up there and see who I was and admit in front of a crowd. Because you know what was what I realized? That's what the fuck I teach motherfuckers to do. How the fuck, who the fuck am I going to get up on stage talking about, here's my presentation with motherfucking PowerPoints and shit? Fuck that shit. I ain't fucking doing a PowerPoint, motherfucker. I'm coming correct. So I can't correct. I'm glad I asked that question. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> I think the beautiful thing about that, you know, before I get to a question I have for you, Hank, I think the beautiful thing about that is, you know, what you did is you really exposed yourself. Other people could expose themselves to their real self, too, because I will tell you this. When you got off stage, I know Jeremy and I looked at each other and it was like we had this moment of clarity, too. We came and found you immediately. And, and I said, man, I got to go talk to this cat one on one because I felt like he just took me to church. And, and I got to be honest with you, for, for someone who spends a lot of time convincing people and, 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 and helping people see a bigger picture, sometimes you get lost in your own frame. So I really appreciate you allowing us to, to or, or me for a fact, of being able to step outside that frame and kind of look at myself a little bit. So, you know, you talked about earlier, not to switch gears because we could probably go all day on that one oh, time, yeah. but yeah. you talked about earlier weaseling your way into a lot of different things. And I love the way that you said that, but you know, Everybody on planet Earth that's ever probably turned on a television knows about the show The View. So how did that opportunity to pilot that show come about for you? 
I was literally just bored off my ass as a researcher at King World for Inside Edition and American Journal. And I heard a rumor that they're looking for a uh, researcher for a pilot. That's literally all I heard. And uh, I was just so bored. And I was so dumb. But I was dumb in a way because I was young and I didn't give a fuck, which was I quit my job for a six-week gig. Because I had to. Like, I was either going to stay a fucking king world, grinding that shit out, which I was getting tired of, because I learned, I maxed out. Here's the thing. I maxed myself out of my potential at that job, and when any, an inkling of another motherfucking idea came up, I jumped to a six-week job. I didn't, it's just a pilot. Even when we were at the show, working on the pilot, everybody said the same thing. This is, just, this is a vanity project for Barbara. Barbara's getting upset and the network doesn't know what to do with her. So they, they, they fucking shot a cheap ass pilot. Dude. They didn't even spend money on it, dude. So little money. We were on the set. The pilot was shot on the set of the fucking soap operas. They didn't give her nothing, yo. And it just happened to be what it happened to be. But I jumped at an opportunity to do something that was tiny, insignificant, and could have gone away in two seconds. I have tons of those fucking stories. And they didn't pan the fuck out. This one just happened to be some show that's still on the fucking TV for some reason. <laughs> wow well to piggyback off what you said about um you know when you're in certain professions you get to a point and a level of where you feel like that you max out and and you're looking for the next thing you understood very very quickly that hey this opportunity is coming up and you understand it's six weeks but it's that opportunity that might be able to get you to that next level after that six weeks that get, gets you the position or the dream job that you need so you know, a lot of people are, are scared to get out, uh, get out and be able to take the chance and be able to find what their real passion and purpose is and, and get uncomfortable doing it. So, you know, Correct. That, that is huge to be able to understand that, hey, I'm taking a huge risk here. It's only going to be for six weeks, but you're already looking down the road. And, and that's one thing that I always do. And, and when, whenever we're trying to create anything for clients or anything like that, I'm looking at Yes, we have something right now in the presence, but I'm also looking down the road to what the next big thing is. So um, the question I have for you. And let's transport it. Let's transport it for a second, Jeremy. Let's, let's okay. really dissect it. What you just said, what, what I hear and how I, what I want to comment on, it's the same thing. When I'm asking you to press record, um, that's the chance. What I said and what, what you guys told me, what a lot of people told me was it resonates for them that there is a risk there. The thing that I was Correct. scared of my whole life, that fucking somehow recording some shit, some piece of shit thing you have to say on your fucking phone, for some reason that feels really important. It feels like it's forever. It feels like it could come back to haunt me. It feels like people are going to judge me. It feels scary. And people don't do it. And that is the opportunity. The opportunity of going after all this, whether it's six weeks or a 30-second video, taking that risk is the thing you have to do. If you're not doing that, there is no fucking moving forward ever in any area doing anything in life ever, motherfucker. It just don't work that way. You don't get shit by doing nothing. Without question. Without question. It's so fucking common sense to me. That's why when I get up with there, I'm, I am mad because I can't understand. Motherfuckers don't understand. What is there not to understand? Fucking turn well, your phone goes, on and goes, say the shit you gotta say. You it goes back to what you said. It's not, it's not that they don't understand. They understand, but it's the fear that gets, get, that yep. gets in the way.
You know, fear gets in the way of everything. You know, people want to be rich. They want to make money. They want to do this, but they don't want to take the risk and they don't want to go out and do the work to make it happen. So yeah. what's really holding back? You know, it's just, it, it's the fear of pushing through. You know, you have that level of, you know, you have this straight line and you're trying to get to that wall and all of a sudden you stop when you should just run through it to get to the other side. You know, right on the other side, that the, the, the wall is the fear. And, and once you get past that, that is going to allow and dictate where you're heading to. So, you know. Well, you know what, and, and uh, to, to say something here too, is that, you know, Jeremy said this the other day and it hit me right in the face. You know, a lot of people have million dollar appetites and they have dollar menu budgets. And it's because that dollar menu doesn't, doesn't pose that risk, right? It's when you step out and you take a client to, to dinner and you, and, and you know you're about to fit a big bill, there's a risk involved there. Is it going to pay off in the business? Is it going to pay off in a great relationship? But if you don't put yourself out there to take that risk, what are you really doing? And yep. then some people are jumping online and are presenting this aura that they're doing all these great things when behind the scenes it's, ain't doing nothing. it's chirping. <laughs> and, you know, I got to say this. You know, I come from a family where I was told 40-hour work week jobs, get a college degree, X, Y, and Z, and I did everything my parents, I did everything against what my parents told me to do. And the greatest compliment I ever got, I remember calling you and telling you this, was my dad called me. I, I didn't talk to my dad for like three years. But the man called me, what, six, maybe six, seven weeks ago? Yep. And asked me for professional advice. And I said, yo, do you know who you called? <laughs> really? Like you told me it's going to amount to anything. And so for me... I understood that it was once I put myself out there and I really went for it, my dad realized that at the end of the day, I was going to do me. He was either going to get behind it or he was going to get lost. And so, you know, that to, to me, that's what I hear. And, and, and I just had to throw that out there because I want to tell you right now, it was like an uppercut from Tyson when you said that on stage. I was like, yo, he's talking right to me. Yeah. Congrat and congratulations, man. That's a big, maybe my dad will call me one day. Bro, if I could have if I could have pressed record on that, I would probably etch that in stone because at the end of the day, I hope he was really sincere from that. I hope it just. I'm sure he was, bro. Trust me, you know there's no way he's calling you talking that fucking nonsense if he don't mean it. That ain't happening. <laughs> That's honest <laughs> truth right there. You're real talk. <laughs> on the view. All right. What was the most controversial hot topic that you remember from? Well, I, I can't remember anyone in particular, but when you asked me the first thing I think of, which is where we all realize, and I realize as a producer and a development executive and a, later to become a coach, was the things we're talking about right now were the things that were the biggest stories and events there is when the women brought their personal lives on air. Whenever it was something that was really going on for them that was something that where they were in a personal bind and they were sharing what they went through, those shows went through the roof. That topic, whatever that was, was always had the most resonance. Because I would walk upstairs in hair and makeup and pitch the news stories of the day and then they would all talk from their, you know, the fucking show. I mean, it's no brainer. But that was just hot topics and news of the day. The shit that fucking really resonated was when they got real. And that always had the, the audience just wanted more and more and more of that. Well, you know, and, and, and when you think about getting real and you think about all the personalities, you talk about vanity projects and attitudes and things like that, you know, 
with so many huge personalities on The View and, and all the other shows that you've produced and you've been a part of, you know, how do you really manage to keep people on the same page? How do you really work through all that to get them on the, the, the track with one vision? Well, working on a show is you're working on this machine that just churns out that content on a daily basis. What I ended up segueing into after um, working in development and taking on individual talent, that does require a team. Like it does, it's not just, two market media is not just me. I have full-time trainers, I have writers, I have social media people, I have editors, like I have people that once someone's bought into this idea of growing themselves and becoming a bigger brand and personality, there's a, there's a big machine behind that. It takes a lot to keep people on track and at the end of the day, it's only one thing. I'm their coach, I'm the motherfucker that shows up at 5 a.m. and says get up, it's time to do fucking calisthenics. Like nobody wants to do the hard work, which is putting themselves out there, which is making the videos. And everybody needs somebody to help push them. I just happen to be at that epicenter of, here's the things you have to do in order to grow as a brand and as a person. I mean, that shit was real and I didn't really get into it, but that Matt Monero shit is real, dude. I mean, I just, uh, Matt's writing his book right now and he's like, is it okay if I include you in the book? I'm like, motherfucker, you don't include me, you fucked up. I changed his life. Not his business, which I did. Not his media presence, which I did. I changed his life. How he yeah. relates to other human beings. His business changed because I changed how he related to other motherfuckers when he looked into that lens and tried to make that fucking connection. I'm telling you, man. I'm at the core of it because I came up coaching a lot of coaches. At the core of what I do is self-help. I'm a coach and this is a self-help company. It just happens. The media is just a tool to make you a better motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously this podcast, this show here is called define your brand. All right. And Hank, with you working with so many actors and actresses, you know, through all the different shows and, and everything that you've done and working with those individuals that have such big egos how did you get them focused on your current brand that you're working? Because obviously with every show, different actors, different, they're doing many different things at one time. How so did here, you so do that? Very easily. Cause people do all TV is not the same. I have I have never worked with an actress a day in my life. I can't make you a better actress. I can't make you a better, whatever it is on that side of the line. I don't know anything about the scripted world. What I can make is a show around and about you and what you stand for and what you're up to. I'm gonna say it again, because this is, this is the part Matt was just talking about. Motherfuckers out there talking about a lot of shit, they're not up to anything. I can make a show about what you're up to. So like, yeah, make a show about an actress, don't know anything about it. Make a show with an actress, sure. sure. Would I love to be in scripted and, and fucking be in Hollywood making movies and TV shows? I don't make movies and TV shows. I make fucking TV around the personality. I'm co-EPs right now with Gordon Elliott on a cooking show. That cooking show isn't about fucking cooking. Bitch better cook. That's her job. It's about <laughs> who she is. It's a personality. That's the only way to sell that show. You better fucking cook. Everyone on the fucking Food Network cooks, motherfucker. That, that, what's the, so I don't give a shit how you better cook. Yes, you cook. No shit. 
what the fuck is the show about? It's about you. It's about your personality and your approach to cooking. The impact your cooking has on people. That's what the fuck the show's about. That's what any show in any content, and show don't mean show. Show means content. Show means media. Every shit you do is about what you're up to and the impact it has and the connection you make with me. That's what the fuck this is about. Wow. So to you out there right now, you're locked in with your boy, Matt Crane, the CEO, Jeremy Warner, and my man, star power founder and CEO of Two Market Media, Hank Norman. You're right here on the Define Your Brand podcast. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Facebook Live. We're going to be on Planet Mars before it's all said and done. And I just want to say right now, if you don't have your notepad out, shame on you. But you definitely want to kick back to Define Your Brand Podcast Facebook page. You want to watch the replay. You're going to see it on YouTube. And my man Hank Norman is dropping those bombs right now for everybody. But, you know, Hank, I got to say this. Well, I gotta, I'm a hijacker now. I'm a hijacker. You guys are really – I'll critique you on your performance. I'll give you all that later. I could do it now, but I'm not going to bust you like that. You guys are very well prepared. I appreciate that 110 fucking percent. Thank you. Thank you very much, actually. Very well done. Here's why I want to talk to you guys. I got a whole new thing I want to drop on you. This is real, 100%. Uh, let's have this discussion in real time. So I was able to reach a lot of people and have them understand there's this power in picking up your fucking camera, turning it on, and broadcasting. As you said, Matt, there's a lot of chirping going on. Yes, there is a lot of fucking chirping. There's a lot of, also a lot of honesty, and there's also a lot of motherfucking grinders that have real information. So now I'm getting a whole nother layer of people. So forget the chirping. I got that. I hate that too. That's all another discussion. I'll, I'll say it again. I'll fuck, I fucking hate that chirping. I hate it. Um, but there's actually real people, real experts, real opinions that really want to help other people. And they're already up to doing something. Here's why I need you guys help. To me, this podcast is a business call. Because I want you to tell me a little bit about what you guys do and how your business works in Give me a couple minutes of that, and then I'm going to give you – I actually, I have a business proposal that I want to run by you guys. All right. Well, obviously, you know I'm Jeremy Warner. Uh, I've been in the automotive industry and sales all my life since 97. Uh, was in the automotive sector. Got out of it in uh, 2007 when the financial impact hit. Decided I needed another way to survive because my, my income – you know, was cut in half because of that situation. So I went out, started Rush Impact Marketing, uh, was doing a lot of marketing for automotive dealers across the United States. And I was able to take the digital presence with direct mail and incorporate both of them and be able to generate traffic at a very, very high level for auto dealers in a short period of time. And that allowed do you do us- do direct to, mail now? Yes, we still do direct mail now. Yes, sir. So Can you, what it did- is we could we could sell as many cars and, and, and produce as much gross profit that a dealer took 30 days to do because of the type of marketing that we're doing and the type of, of uh, the lead generation that we're doing and bringing customers through the door. So about four years ago, obviously with the digital era and how everything's switching, I started educating myself on every single thing. I was watching everybody, Ty Lopez, Grant, every single person, Gary Vee, and Hours upon hours upon hours. Every single day, I taught myself everything from every individual that was at the, at the best of what they did. And, and at that point, I knew the shift was getting ready to happen and things were switching to full digital. You know, the old way of marketing has switched. Everybody has switched their game plan 
80% digital, 20% old conventional way. So I knew I had, to, I had to make changes within my business model to make sure that I stayed ahead of the curve. So that's how, when I launched Rush Impact Media. And then during that time, it's been nothing but building, educating, building, educating, learning, and doing all those things to be able to implement the same things that I've done for automotive dealers and to be able to do that in the media aspect through social media management, through paid digital advertising, through funnel marketing, through email marketing, and the biggest thing, video content. And, um, you know, we've been pushing, pushing, pushing. We keep coming out with new different products and new ways of doing it that, you know, individuals were doing it for the last three or four years that it died off because everybody's in it. So, you know, for us, we want to make an impact for every type of business. You know, we want to bring our expertise in the sales aspect of it and the marketing aspect and then form it with the digital to get those businesses to the next level. And, and one thing that you and I talked about on social media, you know, video, it's all about video. You know, we have to make this happen for businesses. We have to educate them. We have to make them understand that this is what you have to switch to. And then with us being, you know, confident individuals, knowing how to pitch and push that, we can take that business owner that's uncomfortable, that doesn't understand the digital presence, and be able to help and guide and lead them and show them, hey, this is how you have to do it. We're going to walk them through it and then push that out into the marketplace so they get the exposure that they need so they can increase their sales and be able to do all the things they need to as a small business. And, it, you know, it's the same thing that you and I talked about on Twitter about two weeks ago. You know, 1.8 million words is worth one minute of video. And then we talked about it. We blow up your business one minute at a time. So that's, that's the goal and the, and the focus for us and where we're heading to. Love that. So now we got a lot of, so there is, so you educate people like I do too. Now we're reaching critical met. We're at the tipping point, motherfucker. This is why we need to team up. Here's my, here's my play. Got a lot of people creating content. Let's just only focus on the people that are creating good content and are ready to go to the next level. What I don't spend a lot of time doing, which I'm just starting to get into now, which I need to spend more time doing, that I need a partner to help me do, is I need, so the next level, and I'm sure you guys know to some degree, but I'm going to break it down for everybody so we're all on the same page, is once I'm done working with somebody, and I'm used to working with people in the media, so they're used to already uh, creating content. They're a media star, they're doing whatever, whatever, they're an expert, they create content. So that's jump. But now, how do you go from someone who has whatever followers, whatever engagement, wherever you're at at that level, how do you go to the next level? I'm going to tell you how. What's required is you now need, and I always put this on the individual because this ain't my fucking business. I want this to be our business because this is a big business because this is where we at now. I put it on the individual because I'm like, Motherfucker, you drive the ship. It's your show. It's your fucking, this ain't my job. You need to create relationships with other people, not just in your space, but that are categorically in your space. So if you're a, if you're a sales guy in automotive, you need to go to United Auto Workers. You need to go to Dodge. You need to go to all the fucking biggest brands, the biggest things, the biggest company in your category and figure out how to, to get them to start to profile you. Uh, I, I sell my talent into the banks. A lot of banks need 
small business people. I, I make a lot of money for my talent to get uh, Wells Fargo to carry them as paid contributors for their content or host little shows for them. I need a business, a piece of my business, a piece of your business with the overlap being, this is how you create media influencers. We need to develop social media PR. We need a group of people, one, two, three, five motherfuckers that build the relationships in certain categories, whatever it is, with these agencies, companies, networks, other influencers that grow you and your awareness in the social space. It, it, once you reach critical mass at the level we just talked about, and you're busy creating content, and you're the shit. Without a TV, so the next level and what it used to be years ago was that's where I, that's how this fucking company started. I've been doing the first version I this I did this with was with Mel Robbins. She's a contributor to CNN. She's a big speaker. She's speaking with mm -hmm. Gloria. I just spoke to, spoke to Gloria because she's going to speak with Mel at Success. Mel had done no fucking media whatsoever. Mel Robbins was the test case for me and my business partner, Steve Carlos, of what two market media would become. I took Mel Robbins from zero media exposure. When I say motherfucking zero, I mean zero. She did not have Twitter. She did not have a fucking blog. She did not appear on a radio show. I took her from zero to where she is now. What's required now is you can't just wait for the jump to get a TV show to be the next thing that you do. There is a whole universe now of social media influencers, companies that are dying for experts to come share their information, their personality, their expertise on their spaces. I need a social media PR company that helps people make that leap. And I don't have the infrastructure. I don't feel like fucking growing it or figuring out people. I need someone like you that already knows the social space that I can take you in a new direction. You're going to take me in a new direction. I want to Let's start a it. new fucking company that's social media PR. Let's do it. Let's do it. The fuck up. Let's do it, right? I have it. to. So if it ain't you, it's someone else. Well, here's the funny thing, Hank. Jeremy Warner called me in March of 2014. He had seen me on live stream. He'd seen me out there doing my thing. And I was literally just kind of in no man's land. But he called me. He says, what do you really want to do? And I says, man, I've got this podcast idea called Power of Great. But I don't have a book. I don't have a product. I have nothing. And you know what? He literally said, well, let's do this X, Y, and Z. We went out. We built an infrastructure. And literally, still with no book, I'm about to change that. Still with no product, online course, whatever the case may be. I was voted one of the top 26 podcasts to listen to in 2017. Um, I've been able to bring on some of the biggest hitters you can think of on the podcast. And I'll tell you right now, I've had the best of the best come on the show and tell me that there's not one person that would leave them with a better introduction and a better interview than me. And I'll say, and I'll say that to say this, okay? That's a, that's a little, little, little peacock in me, right? It's a little ego booster. But I say that with one thing to say, is that the case study he talked about with Mel Robbins, Jeremy was able to use me in real life. Just by literally taking something I wanted to do and understanding how to leverage the relationship the right way and how to take the talents and focus on those talents and how it grew all these other things. And you know, I, I think the stars are aligning here for the simple fact Well, here's that the thing. As you know, Matt, I'm, I'm a fan of yours. The only reason we knew each other is because I'm a fan of yours. I follow you. Here's the truth, Jeremy. You're not telling the truth right now. This motherfucker was a star. I was a fan of his. And then he saw me at GrowthCon talking about, oh, yeah, this is the guy that used to pop up in my feed. 
I'm a, I'm a fucking Matt Crane fan. And then he goes, oh, this bitch, all of a sudden talking on stage. And he's like, I leapfrogged him. Now he's mad. What he ain't telling you is he's upset. That's what he, that's what he means to tell you. No, no, here's what I will say. I'll say this. When you told me at Growth Conference that you were a fan of mine, it, I, I, I literally, I don't know if it was ego or for, or for what it was, but I just did, it didn't register because I didn't look at it that way. You know, I really was so focused. Jeremy was able to really help me understand that it's not about what you look like. It's truly about the type of impact you're making with your content and what other people are taking from that in real time and applying it. And, you know, for me um, and, and for Jeremy, um, it's, it's been a godsend. You know, he was able to take me at a moment when I was just literally swimming in circles and add some direction, add some clarity. And, and he was the one guy, Hank, that I'll tell you right now, um, we had never met in person. We had never had a, a, a formal con uh, conversation until he called me that day. And he was the one guy that, that, that knew there was something there and was willing to, to go to war against me, right? Ego, arrogance, everything. And say, hey, buddy, I appreciate all this, this, and this, but you better buckle down and do this. And you know what? I think that's why um, – I'm so excited about everything transpiring because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how great you are. What really matters is, is the people that you're building around you that can help you be greater. And, um, you know, that's, that's what's taking place right now. And that's why, you know, having these conversations with you and, and um, being able to have you on the show means a lot to me because I know that this is me leveling up and getting greater. And, that's, and, that's, we're about to, and we're about to level up again, my brother. We're about to network with other people we don't know and create another business about the relationships we know our clients need because I see a need in the space. I see a need. I've identified the need that my clients need, and I need help delivering that. I'm not the SEO guy. I'm not the SEM guy. I'm not the click funnel guy. That's not my business. So I need help figuring out how to really help my clients to the next level. You, you need us to deliver the message, the message that you have and, and put it out there to bring and, and, and showcase to everybody on how we can help them. Yeah, and we need to do that by having a, a small, it could be just one person, but some, one, some person dedicated to taking, so you have clients, I have clients that have information they have videos they have blogs they have their personality and their acumen their methodology and who they are and what they stand for there are companies there's uh, organizations there's blogs there's tons of people that need that content we need a PR firm that networks and has relationships with those places and puts those people and develops content partnerships with our talent it's a big business dude by the way a multi-million dollar business. So for everyone listening right now that's just chomping in the bit on, on how, okay, who do I get this information to? You can send it to jwarner at rushimpact.com. You can send it to matt at rushimpact.com. And you definitely want to make sure you hit my man, Hank Norman, up on Twitter, at Hank Norman. And let's just go ahead and get the ball rolling. So if you've got information you need to get out to the world, if you're a social media influencer, if you're an influencer of any type, and you're ready to take your game to the next level, we just gave you the opportunity and the contacts to make it happen. And we're going to make it happen. Without question. Cool. Awesome. So the, seriously, does that make sense to you? Do you do, is that part of what you understand as like this? I love SEO. I like, I get, but that just drops you here. 
I'm talking about going, I, I, need, I need to get people bigger contacts than just fucking Google Analytics can. I, gotta, yeah. I have to be in the business of creating relationships for, for my clients. I need help doing that because everyone has to do it. So that's where we're at as an industry and where the talent's at. Asking people to press, so let's say they press record and they got better and they spent X amount of time just getting really fucking good. Good ain't good enough. Now you do in order to get up. Like Grant upped me, but I was ready to be up. I've been spinning this game for eight years. I've been saying this exact, when I get up on stage and I say press record, I've been fucking tweeting. I have over 30,000 tweets. I done said press record fucking five years ago, yo, because that's, I've, I fucking started distilling my shit long, long ago. My shit was tight when I got up. That's what I'm talking about. Finding someone that's willing to take you and your message and put it on a platform that's now like, oh shit, this is, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you're new. I ain't new, motherfucker. You just, you just learning about me. I'm not new. My overnight success is in your mind. This shit is old to me. Y'all, you late. Get a late pass. Sorry. You should have been done. Should have been done, heard me. Like, you ain't doing what I'm doing. You're behind. This ain't new. This is old, by the way. I'm already worried that I'm saying shit that's outdated. Like, I'm on to the next motherfucker. I'm into the networking at the next level. I'm talking about tomorrow. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm ready at the same time. I just want to let you know what a gorgeous day here it is. It's a nice day here. I, I'm making it look like nothing's going on, but I'm in the middle of like a whole bunch of people. Well, we were taking bets on where you were going to be. I told him you were going to be on top of a taxi cab riding through Central Park. Like, yeah. what it do, fellas? What it do? Right? I, I, I said you were going to be in a park. And Jeremy nailed exactly where you were going to be. He said you were going to be in the park. It's a yeah, it's too nice of a day, dude. Too nice of a day. Well, I, I don't know about you, Jeremy, but I tell you, we could go on for days with other Oh, without question. But I, I've got to say this. I'm more excited about the fact that we had an expert guest come on and, and got real. And when you think about defining your brand, it's about that real time, real interaction, creating real engagement, but being real, right? Without question. And, and you know, well, hey, you go ahead, brother. No, man, I'm listening to you, bro. Go ahead. No, that I'm just was going to jump on is like, you, I told you this already when you, when you talked to me at 10 X and when you reached out to me, I ain't doing like a ton of fucking shows, dude. I mean, I, I'm blowing off shit to be here with you guys. I'm not trying to say it's, it's all that. I'm saying I'm doing this show because of you guys. You guys are being real. You guys are putting in the effort. You guys are getting better at this game. I just respect that hustle, man. That's my, that's my shit right there. So anybody playing the game and playing hard by the rules, I'm, I'm down for that. That's, all I'm, that's what I'm about. Well, I, I, gr I greatly, greatly appreciate that. You, you made such a huge impact with me to, for me to, to really step up my game. And, and I, I've been telling Matt for the last two weeks, like, the gas pedal's floored. We're not letting off. Like, we, we got so many things going on, on right now, but you can't stop and then not focus on that and then try to slow down and focus on something else. You just got to keep going and going and going and just don't stop what we're doing and keep that gas pedal pressed all the way to the floor and just keep growing and growing and, 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 and putting the content out there, getting the exposure that we need and then getting us rush impact media out in the marketplace more. So people understand what we're about and how we're going to make the impact that they need to help them grow their business. And, and that's big for, that's big for me. Yeah, man. And we're going to do it, dude. Trust me. When, when, 
we talk offline about the details of how to, how to really take this whole thing to the next level for our clients. It's going to take our business to the next level because I'm telling you. So I was lucky enough to start doing something that no one was doing by really training motherfuckers how to be on air. Now, once that's established and it is, now there's a whole nother business that no one is doing. No one knows how to do but me. Because I've been in the business of it, and I've just been shoving it off and making someone else's responsibility. And as anything, they're horrible at it. They need someone to help them. They need someone to hold them accountable. They need someone to give them that roadmap. I got the fucking roadmap. I just need other motherfucking partners to really help us really blaze this trail. Trust me, it's a big idea. We're ready. Yeah, cool, without, We're ready. without question, man. I'll tell you, that when you deal with people who are at a level you want to be at, if you're not already hungry, you're never going to get hungry. And I think that's what's so amazing about it is that if you're already hungry, as soon as the bowl's put out in front of you, you're going to eat. You don't need permission. You don't need to ask the second time. You're going to start grubbing. So, you know what, Hank? Let's eat, baby. Let's eat. <laughs> I'm down. You know I'm down. I just wanted to make sure you guys are down. Oh, we're, we're, we're more than down. More than down. Come on, man. We just appreciate and are, I'm, I'm humbled. Oh, without question. More than anything that you were willing to do this on, on live, do it on our podcast, but more importantly that you were willing to show us that you've been noticing that we're doing what's necessary and we're doing the right things. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's all about ethics. It's all about skilling up those things. And, uh, you know, Hank, man, this is just the beginning of a beautiful relationship. And, and me personally, I want to say thank you because um, you're not only going to help Matt Crane, but you're also going to help Tammy and Riley, which at the end of the day is all that matters. That's cool, man. No, I'm glad. I, lo I love you guys, and I can't wait to figure out what we're going to do next, man, because it's going to be fun. Yes, it is. Well, Hank, we greatly, greatly appreciate you taking your time and then uh, setting those other appointments aside to be able to come on our show. So we're, we're very humbled that, that you, you, you looked at us enough to be able to come on the show and, and share this information with us and share this information with all the people that are watching and listening. It's definitely going to make a huge impact without question. And, and I'm going to say it one last time because it bears repeating. You guys came prepared. This is how TV works in the media. It ain't just show the fuck up and say shit. It is actually dude, people don't know how many people work for the view to make those girls sound as ready as they are. Every segment of that show has its own producer. That producer has spent hours and hours, days, sometimes weeks with other people honing that fucking time, the information, the questions on those motherfucking blue cards. Man, hundreds of man hours go into every idea. It's thought over, it's thought, it's rethought, it's typed out, it's fucking rehearsed and practiced. And that's just the show. The whole idea of what it's like to host a show is a job. It takes practice. You guys are fucking doing it, dude. That's why I'm here. You guys are grinders. You understand the basis of this business. I'm happy to, to be on this show anytime you guys want, and I'll be even happier when we're making money together. <laughs> I love Hell it. Hell yeah, I love it, man. Well, Hank, buddy, thanks so much for coming on the show, and uh, we love you, buddy. And uh, you know what? Thanks for pressing record with us today. Thanks, thanks guys. Hank.